You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as hosts Phil Ramsey and Blake Shankle dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle, and along with me, as always, is Mr. Philip Dean Ramsey. Phil Hello, Dean. Philip. Hey, good to be here, Blake. Yes, sir. Excited. Yeah, I am too. I've been out here a while. I, I, We're out here in the, the skin and shed, and I came in, brought the tripods and cameras, and I'm sitting here, and it's 15 minutes past the time we're supposed to start and blake's nowhere to be found it's unusual for blake he's uh he's a low cd yeah. right i'm pretty punctual punctual yeah, OCD, I, yeah, whatever yep, yep i'm usually on time and so uh he uh i guess he forgot about I did. it he's in there on the couch i did I was <laughs> his in there. house is next door he's like i guess i woke you up i was well it was close <laughs> i was vegging out i just got through cooking dinner but you called you called my phone and i didn't answer i had stuff on my hands you can see my hands are black uh and then my wife uh, you called my wife and then i realized oh i'm not even ready. well you're hey you're ready. already you're always ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you right that's it I said, we can do it another time. Blake said, no, let's go. No, I'm always, I'm going to be prepared. So yeah, we'll I'm, I'm ready to go, man. We are in Romans chapter 12 today, and we're glad to have you uh, with us for another um, uh, edition of Life Song Radio. Uh, been in Romans chapter 12, been blessed by this. We're just in this in this uh, point in Paul's letter to the Roman, uh, the church at Rome, and uh, they he, is, uh, he has gone from really just deep theology, and now we're into application, and mm-hmm. man, it has really hit me upside the head, and uh, been yeah. excited about this so it gives you a, it puts worship in perspective mm-hmm. you know a lot of times we we've said it before but we boil we boil worship down to a weekly event that we do on sunday you know we sing two or three songs at a church but according to scripture our whole lives are a worship service a living walking alive sacrifice and we present our sacrifice to god and so and by going over this, it's really every day <laughs> I just, I'm constantly thinking about that. Is what I'm doing pleasing to God? Is what I'm looking at, is what I'm listening to, what I'm saying, is this pleasing to God? And uh, so that's been heavy on my mind. And it's like, like you, it's kind of it's kind of slapped me upside the head a little bit, you know, and we realize that this is, we are, we are a living, walking sacrifice to God and how will we live our lives you know so it's really it's it's done a work on me yeah it's hopefully it's done a work on you our listeners as well uh and so uh, you know with that let's let's kind of jump into this scripture here uh we're gonna we got through verse five last last time and uh, we want to pick up at six and we're gonna read through verse eight but I'm gonna back up we're gonna kind of get a little running start do you have something to say? yeah I was just gonna say Keep in mind, we're still flowing out of worship. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is a continuation of worship. All right. So keep that in mind as we yeah. as we read this. That's right. Yeah. This this all really flows off the the thrust of what Paul presented is that we're to be a uh, living sacrifice in our and 
in our spiritual service. We're supposed to be, uh, well, he says here in verse 1, I'll read it is, is therefore I urge you, brethren, urging us, right, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to him, which is your spiritual service of worship. And then we're kind of seeing some of that play out right here. Mm-hmm. Is this, what? what is some of that, what is the will of God? Yeah. What is this spiritual service of worship? What is it not to be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind? And Paul kind of just explains that. That's where he's at. He, he You see that in verse 3, and I'll, I'll just start in verse 3 uh, with this explanation here. Four, right? Through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. There, there was the humility, right? But to think so as to have sound judgment. As God has allotted to each a measure of faith, and we've we've gone over that. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And last week we could go back and look at that episode. You can you can listen to that, and that's where we we talked about this this unity in Christ. We're we are different. But yet we're unified. Uh, But now here's our verse for this week. Verse 6. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to each of us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives... With liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, Phil, what do we what do we see here? Well, we're seeing a uh, a list of of gifts, and we don't want to. Though we may, it's not an exhaustive list of list of. Uh, gifts. It is some. That's not the point of the text, though. I think we'll we'll uh, take a few minutes and maybe just talk about what he's mentioned here. But I think the point that Paul is trying to say is, uh, we have gifts from God, and we are to use those gifts. Let me let me read this right here, just to kind of let your mind. Uh, this is from a. a one of John MacArthur's uh, commentaries. It says, uh, here's an account of a retired farmer in a small prairie town in Canada who owns a large collection of rare, valuable violins. It is highly unlikely that anyone will play those marvelous instruments as long as they are simply stored, protected, and admired. But in the hands of accomplished musicians, those violins could be making beautiful music to inspire and bless countless thousands of hearers. It is infinitely more tragic that many Christians keep their spiritual gifts stored rather than using them to serve the Lord who gave them the gifts. Think about that. Yeah. Think That's about good. the reality of that. And we were talking a little bit before. Most churches, I'm sure you're going to uh, resonate with what I'm about to say. 20% of the people do everything at the church. 80, the 80-20 rule, you heard that? Oh, yeah. 20% of the people do everything. Now, what, what's the danger in that? We've already looked at that, that Christ is the head. We, the people, the believers, are the body. We're one, but yet we're diverse. We're fingers, toes, we're blood vessels, we're kidneys, we're hearts. And 20% of the people... Or maybe operating, and here's the deal, they are operating in their gifts, but guess what those 20% of people are doing? They're doing the other 80% 
people's gifts too that they're not gifted to do. Right. There's the danger, and there's where the frustrations, the struggles come in. Where you're you're over here. Let's say you have the gift of teaching, but there's an area lacking over here, and, and Blake's OCD, right? he's like i gotta get it done and so he may leave and and all this effort he's putting into his teaching class and going over here and doing some other ministry that or some other thing that needs to be done in the body and neglecting what god's gifted him to do there's where i think that's where we get messed up in the church yeah absolutely i would completely agree is that we we see this and we we see that um People just, I think, I think it's a, a assume that uh, it, it'll get done, and it will a lot of times because you have a lot of people who, you know, I mean, the pastor's going to get it done. The pastor probably he's the one that serves outside of his gifts probably the more than anybody mm-hmm. is, you know, picking up it and sitting here uh, cleaning toilets. Yeah, you know? I went there the other day and I, I, I found him, our pastor. He was in the bathroom yeah. putting on doing the toilet paper and all that, and which is uh, and that's fine. I understand, and sometimes we, we that's what we do, yeah, right? But yeah, yet we, example. But what, what Paul's saying is is like you said is is you've been given gifts here's the main point like you said you've been given these gifts but use them because this is your worship this is your spiritual service of worship here this is it is using these gifts to build up the body and 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 it's to serve one another as well that's what it's about it's yeah. it's it, it is because the the spiritual gifts were given by God they're meant for service in the body mm-hmm the, the spiritual gifts are meant for the body of Christ, and so we serve one another because of humility. We also serve one another because we are in this body, this communion of saints, if you will, and we serve one another because the spiritual gifts that God gives us to us are for the service of His body. And so that's what we're to be to, uh, to be about as, as saints, as, as a local body of believers with inside your local church. God is, if you're a believer, we've talked about this, God has given you a special spiritual gift to use, something supernatural that you did not have prior to that. It, it may take some working out, yeah. right? Uh, to figure out what that is, uh, service, teaching. We're going to go through a list of some, uh, but... Uh, Wouldn't uh, you say the best way to just start down that road of figuring out where God's gifted you is just simply get in and start serving. Absolutely, and and maybe your passions will start rousing up as you get going. Yeah, I think that's I think a good. So. I think you'll fill out. You'll you'll realize real quick. Most people will know that if they've got the the gift of teaching, I would yeah. think you know, or the gift of prophecy. We'll discuss here in a second. Most have probably the gift of serving. Uh, you know, th- th- I don't know. It's just so diverse. That's, that's what's the beauty of it. And so I don't really know. Yeah, like John MacArthur said in one of his sermons, he's like, I don't even know what my gift is. And we talked about that. But mm-hmm. I would say I, I know what it is, I would yeah. think. But but it, it, it is just serving. It's just diving in and serving, and, and but not sitting there wanting to be served, right? Not sitting there wanting to, what can this church do for me? That's not what we're to be about. That's a good point because gifts are given to the body of Christ for the edification and building up of the body. So to use your gift, you have to be around the other members of the body. Wouldn't you not say so? Yes. And so there's there's another reason why, hey, Christians that say, hey, man, I don't have to go to church. I mean, I love the Lord and I can serve them anywhere. No, you can't. You can't do it. That's sin. You cannot operate in in, in as a believer outside of being connected to yes. the body of Christ. Yes. That would be, I would say that's that's sin. That's a and you know, it's a it's a difficult time right now that we're in, Phil. Um 
you know, I'm very vocal on this and I have to be very careful because I, I know it's people getting sick and all. And we're in this we're in this uh, China virus area, uh, 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 just era, if you will. I don't I don't know what happens from that. But I do know one thing that I've seen um, is that the, the church is taking a pretty good hit yeah. through this. And, and I would say this is why. Yes, I understand the I understand being safe. I'm not saying we need to be smart. But what we've taken a hit because so many people have not been at church. Yeah. And that's dangerous. It is dangerous. It, it, it's it's it, it's one of the it's just a difficult time for the church and it's dangerous. Why? Because people are not coming to church. People people are people we're watching behind a screen or, or we're not even we're not even doing that. I, I don't I don't know, but but we're not being edified by one another. We're not holding each other accountable for the sins. You know, it's it's a very difficult time. When I can't see you face-to-face at church on Sundays or Wednesdays or throughout the week, you know, I need to be calling. I do need to be checking in on you, but I, I, but we need to be together. We need to be to have this communion together so that we can yeah. be using these gifts. It's hard for me to use these gifts for one another to build up the body of Christ if we're separated. Yeah, and I would my, my two cents on that would be if, if you are sick or whatever— yeah. Stay, you know, get well, stay at home. If you're not, come back to to the church. Be wise, be smart. Trust the Lord. This is no what's going on in our world today is no surprise to the Lord. Right, He is in control. Contrary to what many people think, He's not. He holds all things together. Right. Yes. And so even even uh, even the the viruses are under the the control of of God. And so we need to relax in that. And I, I might have said this before, but I'll say it real quickly. True story. Guys talked to his preacher. He's been gone for a long. Have I said this before? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you may have. I don't remember. I may not listen to either. So. Impactful if you didn't remember. <laughs> okay. But it, it's a true story. He's talking to his preacher. He, he comes back to church, and the pastor says, say, where you been? He's been a little worried about the virus. He says, I understand that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real deal. People are dying. How, you know, so I can understand that. Sure. So he says, you're back here. So how's it going? He said, well, I'm still a little scared. You know, I see a lot of people here. He said, well, what's 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 the worst that can happen? He said, well, you know, somebody here, they could have the, the virus, and, and I could get it. He said, well, uh, you could. That's a good point, and that could happen. What would happen then? He said, well, I would, you know, I might end up in the hospital. He said, uh, "He said that's a very possibility. I mean, what would you do then if you went to the hospital? Well, who knows? You know, you hear about these people getting put on vents. I might get put on a vent. Yeah. He said, you could. It's possible. What might happen then? He said, well, Pastor, I could die. He said, you know, you could. What could happen then? I go to heaven. He says, so what are you scared of? Yeah, that's a good point. So nobody wants to die. No, no. Just just be safe. Trust the Lord. Be smart. Yeah. And when you die, if no surprise. If you're in Christ, yeah. You're, you're, there's there's you some gain there. There it is. There it is. To live as Christ, to die Dies is gain. gain. Absolutely. So well, well and, and so we say that because I just say that because I think it's a real life situation. We're talking about these gifts and anyway, we're not we're not able to use them or we're we're it, it's very difficult for the church right now because of here here's where we're seeing the church not being able to use their gifts. So we need to get back to that. So so Paul says here. He says, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace, this is verse 6, since we have these gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, this by God, right? Uh, And and, uh, God, he's graciously given these to us. And like you were reading uh, MacArthur's story, we're not to hoard them or keep them to ourselves, but to use. And Paul says here, we need to exercise them accordingly. Mm -hmm. 
right? Each of us to exercise them accordingly. Uh, you, you know, I think the, the, the word here, I think the word here that Paul uses, Phil, is charisma for gifts. Uh, the word charisma uh, it, it is, um, and we're, we're to be a charismatic church, and, you, and, and our listeners may say, whoa, wait a second. And I don't mean by charismatic, this, this charisma, this, I don't mean flopping on the floor, the raisins of hands, you know, the the speaking in tongues. I don't I don't mean that that type of charismatic church. But we're to be a this this charismatic means being indwelt by and gifted through the Holy Spirit for ministry to, to one another. And the apostle tells us that right here in verse six. Since we have these gifts, right, that, that that's been given to us, that we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, uh, we're we're to use them and exercise them accordingly. Right, accordingly as 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 God has has given them to us, and so then he moves on. Paul Paul begins to rattle off really seven gifts, if you will, between verses six and eighty. He rattles off these gifts, and it's not a exhaustive it, list. It's not exhaustive. Also, now keeping in mind because we may touch this some, at some point in our our. Or we, you know, we may go to. I kind of want to go to Corinthians after we get through with this. What do you think? Yeah, because we yes. we could touch some major stuff. He's touching a few gifts, not many. There's some gifts that are not here for sure. And if you notice on the timeline of when Romans was written versus Acts, I believe there's uh, several things that are happening at the foundation and the beginning days of the church that at this point in time, there's good probability and cause that some of these specific things are fading away based on what they are. And we may get into that one day. Today's probably not that day. But uh, he, he lists a few gifts here. And one of them, and I would say the one that causes the most controversy, wouldn't you say, would be prophecy? Yeah, it says a pro. If you go to the original, uh, it can be it can be looked at two ways, and I don't think either way is wrong, because in the original language, it ad- adds the definite article the before faith. So the faith, if prophecy according to the proportion of it says his faith here in the ri- in the original it's the article the so we have what the faith what once and all delivered to the saints yep a complete uh, uh word from god we know that we know hebrews one you know uh let, let me just uh fill in for a second right let me pull up <laughs> hebrews one well I, let me, what is a prophet by the way yeah, well that's that, let's just a prophet is someone who speaks for god or in the old testament give me an example of a a Prophet. A prophet would have been uh, a, a, a Jeremiah yep. or Ezekiel or Isaiah, right? We would have we would have uh, well, I think even Moses was a prophet as well, he right? Was. Yeah, so so you have these prophets who would speak for God. They were they were they were God would uh, would tell them something, and He would say, "Tell this to the people of Israel," and they would speak for. Him, that, yeah. so that would be his mouthpiece, yeah. if you will. They spoke God's words to them. So, so where we where we kind of where we kind of uh, get off on prophecy, I think a lot of times is is when we say prophecy, a lot of times our minds go to to uh, this uh, the foretelling of something, right? The the um, which is the, true, it is absolutely. But but that's where we 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 lean heavily upon is this this revelation style prophecy, right? Yeah. Of of things of the future. Um, uh, or or you, we'll see it in Isaiah with with the pr- prophetic uh, uh, the the prophecy of of Jesus's birth, right? But we also see the prophecy of Israel in the future, what's going to happen. But the majority of the time, 
So, so prophecy can be be one of two ways. It can be foretell, foretelling, which was, is futuristic, right? Mm. This is going to happen in the future. I'm, you know, f- uh, foretelling this is going to happen, this event. Or it can be forthtelling, meaning that it's 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 really just bringing forth the word of God at that point in time. And really, that's what we see a lot of the prophets do in the Old Testament is just really foretelling what God is saying sure. to. To Israel, yeah. More times than not, it's not even in the Old Testament. It's not future telling. It's 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 God speaking because that's how that's how God operated. In you just got to look at the redemption timeline. You know, starting in Genesis where where Adam and Eve walked and talked with God, and as, as it goes forth, God called prophets out and spoke to them to speak to them. They spoke God's word, and even during this time, there arose prophets that what did not speak for God. They they did not represent God. What were what were they to do to those prophets? By the they way, they were to kill them. Yeah, yeah. They so were to kill them. They were false prophets. For that, that's a word for people today who think they're in the same category of an Old Testament prophet, where they say God's telling me to tell you this. Well, guess what? If that's what you're going to be, if you're going to be a uh, a prophet with a capital P that God's called you, then then you're. Then if what you say doesn't come true, then I guess we have to stick with what the Bible says and pick up stones and stone you. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of people that probably need to get in line there. Yeah, so in the Old Testaments, we have we have the Old, in the New Testament we, we have do. prophets. It's, we do. We have a transition period. The, the church is built on what the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. So right. we see we see prophets in the New Testament, and uh, and what and what did they do? Were they ever doing any uh, future telling? Yes, they were. Yeah, there's several. Uh, 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 in Acts, there's several times where there was some future telling going on, but more times than not, it was foretelling really of what the apostles were writing down. And the Bible was being written at this time. Sure. So, and they would have to be tested. One gets up, they'd brought, had to be two or three there to test what he's saying. So there was some revelatory new revelation from God during this period of time. But as we, as we progress through, we, we're, we have a finished canon. One day we may do a, a show on that, the finished word of God. Let me read Hebrews 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets okay but in these last days that's these days that we're in now from christ till now in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he had pointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world so today uh without getting into a lot of lot of details prophecy is a speaking gift there's three categories of gifts if you go to uh first corinthians we'll may or may not read some of those things. You basically have three kind of gifts. You have sign gifts, uh, gifts that were given for signs. You have speaking gifts, which prophecy is a speaking gift, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you have serving gifts. Some of these, uh, I believe, uh, it's like this. If I was, uh, we don't live in Memphis. We're about 45 miles north of Memphis. But if I was going to Memphis, I would see a sign, you know, 20 miles to Memphis. As I get closer, 10 miles to Memphis. When I got to Memphis, did I did I need a sign anymore? No. no. So there are in, in redemption history. I think uh, there are some things that were in the early days of the church that doesn't. Not saying God can't. I'm just not one of those. But I'm saying there was a purpose for what He did. Yeah, what we're seeing today, prophecy. We're going to say prophecy. I would say prophecy still remains today. Absolutely. But we're but 
the fourth telling side of things we would say is has gone away. Right. The the four. The, I mean, excuse me. The foretelling, right? The foretelling. The, the future telling. We don't need anything else outside of scripture. That's where we have sola scriptura, right? We stand upon that. Once we get outside of scripture, that God is still speaking today. We and and you know, I'll just plug this. We did an interview the other day with a man named Jim Osmond who who wrote a book called God Doesn't Whisper. I would say go go to our website and check that out. That was a great interview. Jim actually talks about some of yeah. this, right? Um, but but what we're looking at today is this this prophecy is this foretelling it's really just simply reiteration it's the the element this element has remained within the church and we see it guess what we see it when the preacher a lot of times gets up and preaches the word of god it's exactly. it's taking the body of revelation that's already been given to us which is the word of god and being able to speak it and proclaim it and and what paul's saying is here here's the thing he's saying look he says with prophecy According to the uh, the proportion of this faith or the faith, the faith, the faith, the, this whole canon of faith the, that Jesus Christ died upon the cross for the sins, right? That he lived a righteous life. All these things. That's what he's saying. He says, use it according to that, mm-hmm. according to the faith, the true faith. And, and so, uh, and you know, it, it really. Uh, I want to move on just real quick. We can we can come back to that that prophecy. I, I, I know that that's a sticking point for a lot of people, but we're not going to get through all the scripture if we don't. Speaking all right, speaking gift. If you want a good example of a uh, of that, you would you would look at a preacher who who yes. uh, who. That's exactly what they do. Well, let me read. Go ahead. Let me read four, First Corinthians. First Corinthians fourteen three says this. But one who prophesies speaks to men. Yeah. For here's here's why they speak to men. This is why they prophesy, and this is what the preacher is to do upon Sunday morning for edification, for exhortation, and consolation. Yeah. And I don't have time to go through all that, but that's what that's what the preacher is to do. And and when the preacher gets up and we and he speaks the word of God and he preaches the word of God and he boldly proclaims it for the. Ed- Edification, exhortation, and consolation, he's prophesying. Yeah. You don't have to be foretelling. You don't have to have this future telling. Right. Because it's already been told to us. Yeah. So anyway, so Paul goes on, Phil. He says, he says, if service, verse seven, if service in his serving. Yeah. Well, we you know, this service here is this is this is uh um this is big, right? If, if service, this, this service speaks to the ability to see things that needs to be done and getting them done, right? Yeah, and uh, I would say deacon, a deacon is a good, yes. and that and deacon, deaconess, uh, all of those fall into that category of serving. Yep, you know, supernatural. Well, that's what de- deacon means is is servant, right? And and that's what they're doing there. A lot of times, there's a menial and mundane activities that need to happen within the body of Christ, and such as waiting on people or caring for the household needs, activities, and apparent and without dignity. In man's eyes, but not in God's eyes, right? It may not be. It may be over here scrubbing the toilet. It doesn't, may not have much dignity within man, but yet within God, He's saying there's there's a servant. There's a serve. There's a there's a gift. Yeah. Some people do this better than others because it's their gift. Well, and here here's one of the things I like. If service in His serving, yeah. If this is your gift, this is what you do. Yeah, and and you go, and we're not going. We're not going to get to these other ones, but. But the next one is in he who teaches what in his teaching. Yeah. And I think next week when we come back, Blake, this is pretty neat. There is a difference between because you talked about what prophecy was. This is somebody a speaking gift, speaking the word of God. But also don't 
teachers do that also, yes. but yet they're different. Maybe yeah. we can talk about the differences next week. Yeah, yeah. There is there is a difference between prophecy and teaching, and so we, we can talk about some of that. So we... we 30 minute shows <laughs> we went, yeah we've gone to a new format and it's just it's just not it's kind of hard it's feeling i love the, this is just a huge topic we love speaking about the bible but, so we just make our way this, this is big though so we'll next week we'll talk about the differences uh in prophecy and teaching there's, there's differences exhortation these these things are huge so folks we we're so glad you tuned in uh check us out every week uh, you can go to lifesongradio.com and you can look at some of the previous episodes we've done but we're here Every week uh, uh, on a podcast, you can uh, find our link on our podcast, also on on a, a local TV also, and uh, we're excited about the doors uh, that have opened up in that area. Absolutely. So, anyway. Absolutely. Hey, you've been given a gift, and use it. If you're saved, you've been given a gift, use it with inside the body of Christ to edify the body of Christ, build up the body of Christ. Anyway, we'll see you next week for another episode of Life Song Radio.